The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11.06, and yeah, yeah, set to go. Pinpoint Health Show right here. Dr. Lou is uh, ready to rock. The phone lines are open as well if you have any uh, questions about your own personal health or calling on behalf of a friend or a family member, colleague, no problem. Bring it on, 416-870-6400. Again, 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca and the Lou down. That's L-O-U. The Lou Down is a long-form podcast series that Dr. Lou's been doing for a while now. Some great stuff on there as well, but we are live here till uh, just before 12 o'clock. It's early. It's seven minutes after the hour, so uh, bring it on in a beautiful, sunny, chilly Saturday uh, afternoon of, of January. Hey, pal, how are you this morning? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you? I'm ready to uh, ready to roll. What do you got for us today? Well, I mean, being the... You know, the new year, I know we had a show last week, but uh, there, we didn't take calls. We were discussing specific topics. Um, but this week being a, a show where we can take calls, uh, my favorite part of doing this, uh, I'd like the calls to come in. And I don't think there really should be any shortage of them when we consider what's going on in the uh, entire healthcare system. Uh, not necessarily, you know, I, I don't want to keep talking about the whole COVID stuff, but the, the reality is that the consequences of that virus on the other aspects of people's health is tremendous and i feel like it's not getting the attention that it deserves and i know that um at the clinical level across the pinpoint health clinics we're definitely seeing um the repercussions of people's health uh in terms of you know things being sidelined as a result of the virus and this isn't me playing a blaming game. Like I, I'm not trying to say that it should be one way or another. I'm just saying that it is the reality and that there are a lot of people um, out there that have sort of put their their health on pause. Uh, I unfortunately learned of a very sad story in the past few weeks, um, which sort of had to do with somebody uh, succumbing to something that was very much preventable. Uh, but because of the fear of going to a hospital with COVID, this person was elderly, uh, decided for a number of days to not go, uh, and, a result of, and as a result of that, got worse and worse and eventually passed away. And um, this was on a personal level, uh, as a, a friend. Uh, and so hearing that type of story just brought back to me everything that I've been discussing over the last number of months since this whole thing started, where the messaging around this, I think, needs to be better. We People cannot be putting the other aspects of their health on pause. Um, another good example is this past week, my mom uh, was not feeling well, uh, was, was quite sick. Uh, I went and I checked her out. Uh, you know, she, she was otherwise fine from a vitals perspective. But I basically said, you know, if anything gets worse, I'm going to send you to the hospital. And immediately she said no. And I said, well, why not? And she's like, I don't want to get COVID-19 and die from that. And to me, it was like, people need to stop and remember that there's other things that can kill you much sooner than COVID-19. And I'm not trying to be cavalier about this and saying, don't worry about COVID-19. Of course, you should worry about COVID-19. Take all the necessary precautions. But I don't think that it is the only danger that we face uh, as humans and, and in a health crisis. And so there are other things that are always ready to get us, whether it's a heart attack, a stroke, uh, some other serious illness that you're succumbing to. Um, you know, I'm not telling you that if you wake up and your, your toes a little sore, jump to an emergency room. But if you think that there's something there that could 
potentially be worse. You're unsure. Utilize the healthcare system. Utilize the things that you would otherwise utilize um, because the consequences are, are much worse. And, and I think people are forgetting that there are other things that affect our health and kill us. Um, and, 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 but but I, I'm doing that for a reason because I've now heard too many of these things over the last number of months um, of people with things that are very, very preventable if they get the early attention that they uh, need. And because of a fear of a virus, because everything that's being told to us, which I think, again, I'm not saying that this virus isn't scary. I'm just saying that there needs to also be clear messaging when it comes to healthcare, that if you need to get the healthcare that you need, you should go do that. You should not put that on hold. There are other things that you should be putting on hold, right? Like, you know, socially distancing, staying away from social gatherings with friends, family, all of those things that public health has recommended are the right things to do. But the one thing that public health has never recommended is to put your healthcare on the line uh, and, and stop seeing you know the regular doctors that you would see or if you've got something going on uh, i know that again at pinpoint health uh you know almost 10 clinics dozens of practitioners at every single clinic uh operating six to seven days a week depending on the location 12 hours a day since march uh we thankfully have, ha have had nothing go wrong in terms of an outbreak or anybody catching the illness so uh, and i'm just using that as an example to highlight the level of safety and precaution that we're taking. And so I think people, when it comes to their healthcare appointments, should be going and, and still seeing their healthcare professionals uh, and getting the care that they need, especially if it's something that is new, acute, you're unsure what it is, you've never had it before, you don't know how to otherwise manage it, and could be potentially life-threatening, right? This is not something that we really should be um, putting on the sideline. You know, and and to the to the most extreme degree, to uh, you know, to to back up what you're saying, I, I just found out yesterday. My my older brother had a, a friend for for many years. He hadn't seen in a while, but this apparently he just found out yesterday that this particular uh, friend of his had a, a sore throat, nagging throat for for weeks and months, and because of partly because of COVID and otherwise, he didn't go get it checked out. Then finally, it just got a little bit unbearable, and um, he went in to get checked out, got sent to see somebody else, and somebody else ended up being throat cancer, had already traveled to his brain. Two weeks, two weeks he was gone. Yeah. He, di he didn't take care of yeah. it early enough. I mean, man, oh, man, if that, if that doesn't highlight it. And people are putting off their physicals. Something as basic as a physical, they won't do it for the exact same reason your your, you know, your own mom said, I don't want to get COVID-19. Well, heart attack, yeah. heart attack and stroke and cancer have not decided to just lay low until COVID's over. You know what I mean? You no. you got to be smart. And, 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 and interesting that you bring up the physicals because that was the next thing that I asked my mom. I said, you know, I know her family doctor very well. He's actually a cousin of ours. And I said, when was the last time you saw him? And she was like, well, you know, maybe I said, did you have a physical in 2020? And she said, no. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, because of this. And I'm like, well, you're going to, I'm going to give him a call right now. And you're going to get, you know, she's got other, she needs to have regular bone density testing for other health issues and things like that. And she was sort of like, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, no, you, you don't, uh, you know, she's my mom. So I can sort of, you know, be that level of, of uh, ignorant and, and pushing her. But I sort of said, no, you, you don't have a choice. I, I'm going to make sure you get this stuff done. Because although, again, this goes back to, yes, of course, we should be worried about the virus. And everybody should. This is a very real thing. It's very, very serious. I've heard of cases of people that I personally know that were otherwise healthy and have actually died as a result of this virus. And I also know people who are very old and not very well 
um, and managed to survive. So the way I look at this is it's a bit of Russian roulette and you don't really want to take the chance to find out if you're somebody that is as susceptible to it or not, right? Like if we don't know what makes one person versus another more susceptible, then I think the safest thing is everyone should try not to get it. This idea of, oh, if I get it, I'll be fine because I'm young, I'm healthy. I, I would throw that out the window because I've heard cases again personally of people that are relatively young healthy and 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 died and then at the same time i've heard of people who are very old very sick and have survived um yeah and and again you know i don't think the russian roulette is is worth it but at the same time we shouldn't discount the fact that there we we as human beings suffer other health consequences and other health problems that are just as potentially serious, even more life-threatening imminently. So we can't put those things on hold. And and I think part of this, and unfortunately I'm going to say this, is the blame has to go to the messaging around this from mainly the government, right? The, the government is not making this clear to people uh, where they're telling them, hey, don't put your health care on hold. You're, you know, this is a very, very dangerous thing. It's We're being scared by the government constantly, which we should be, but there needs to be some type of real conversation as well, where you give people the reality where, you know, yeah, do it your best to, to isolate, to do all those things, but don't let something else get you that's easily preventable. Otherwise, really, what are we doing? We're saving one COVID patient so someone could die from a heart attack. Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. We should be trying to do our best from a healthcare system to save all of those things. Uh, and a lot of those things, you know, don't necessarily require going to uh, an emergency room. Right. They, this is the thought that everything should go to an emergency room. A lot of the times, simple daily medications, antibiotics, like the person that I was referring to ended up having sepsis. Like that is something that wow. antibiotics early on is, is the solution. And you can get that at a walk in clinic prescribed there. This isn't something that has to go to the highest level. We'll take a short break, give you some time to grab a phone. You have concerns about this topic or anything with your personal health, don't hesitate to call through, man. That's why we are here. It's uh, it's early. It's only 11.16 on a Saturday morning. So 416-870-6400. Email is info at pinpointhealth.ca and simply pinpointhealth.ca to get more information anytime online. Pinpoint Health Show, we're just getting warmed up and moving on after a short break right here on Global News Radio. And welcome back to the uh, Pinpoint Health Show at 1119-416-870-6400. You have concerns about uh, your health or someone close to you, friend, family member, old, young, doesn't matter. Bring it on here to uh, talk and discuss. 416-870-6400 is the way we do that. So we'll uh, get a phone call right away. Paul, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by for a couple minutes there, pal. How are you this morning? Good. How about you? Good, sir. What's uh, What's on your mind? Uh, I actually worked with uh, somebody who was confirmed with COVID. He was uh, never in the workplace, and the, he went. Uh, he's he's been beyond the 14-day period, and the health authorities say go back to work if you feel okay. They refuse to give him a follow-up test to confirm that he's negative. And I have heard that this is the case across the board that people go back to work. People go to long-term care facilities, and they spread infection because the government is refusing to give somebody a, uh, a follow-up test that produces a negative result. Luigi, are you there? Hello. Hello. Do we lose him? Oh, are you there? Paul. Paul's still here. I'm here. Oh, there you are, pal. Did you Did you hear? Yep. 
Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I heard the question. I started to answer. Sorry about that. Um, oh, sorry, we didn't hear you. Yeah. I, oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the right answer to that is. I, I am not an infectious disease expert. I'm not a public health authority. They, I, I'm assuming that there's reasoning for that, what it may be, whether it's right or wrong. I, I can't really comment to. The only thing that I will say, and I try to defer to people who are much smarter in this sense than me, and, and there's a couple of groups in, at the University of Minnesota that I've really been following closely when it comes, for, when it comes to the evidence around everything COVID. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the things that have been implemented are not necessarily evidence-driven. Um, you know, take from that what whatever you want. I can't speak to the exact things specifically about what you're asking about retesting and all those things. Uh, but, you know, just in general on other things, I think a lot of this is because it's so new. Uh, we don't know really a lot about it. We're learning more and um you know, we, we try to do things and I think people think that it's the right choice and m maybe it's not and maybe one day we'll know better, but I, I can't really answer as to why that is the way it is. Well, they, they explained to him that he could have a, a false positive test, um, that a lot right. of people um, may have that or not. I guess it's a small percentage because if you look at what's happening in the sports industry, all the sports people have to get two negative tests in a row before they can go back to their work. But yet all the right. employees in this province are forced not to get to, he wouldn't even, they wouldn't even allow him to get a retest to produce a negative mm -hmm. result. They said, you're just going to crack well, up our system, forget it, go back to work. Well, that, that, that's one of the things that's very unfortunate in this whole thing, like where you, you know, you brought up another point there that's been driving me crazy, where I think of that there are certain industries and you bring up sports where, you know, they're testing at will whenever they want, doesn't matter, they get multiple tests and, uh, and it's sort of crazy uh, that, that that's the way that that happens, that some people have so much access and then, you know, the general population seems to have nothing. I, I remember at the start of this when there was a worry about testing uh, a certain person who has a very, very popular podcast. I won't say who, but most people might know who I'm talking about kept talking about how he was testing himself every day just to make sure. Uh, and, you know, multiple times a day and when he was having people on his podcast, he was testing them. And it was like, you know, we've got more important things in society uh, than making sure two people are in the same room to talk. Like I'm doing it from home. John's at home. So there's other ways to do this. Uh, and why some people have so much access to, to these types of things and others is, again, beyond me. I, I can't. I can't comment, but it is very frustrating, and, and I hear what you're saying. Well, I, I'm concerned that this is part of the causes of the outbreaks. I happen to know somebody that works with a, uh, a long-term care facility, and he said in the early days they followed that logic, and they kept having outbreaks again. And then they finally right. said, we're not going to allow somebody to come back if they have a negative test, so they have to go find someplace that will test them because the public health places won't. When you go online to fill out the forms, if you've tested positive, they say, no, we're not going to retest you. And so he, yeah. he at the long-term care facility, made a change and wouldn't allow people to come back until they had a negative and the, and the problem went away. So there's, there is a certain yeah. percentage of people, and you're leaving it up to the discretion of the person. You're saying, as soon as yeah. you feel better beyond the 14 days, you go back to work. And that's, that's right. right there because that person's going to be influenced by their need to get back to work. So it just yeah. seems like a flawed yeah. system. And I got to imagine that, you know, let's say it's 5%, 10%, I don't know, 20% of the people are still contagious. 
well, they're just going to go back to work and spread it amongst, you know, five, ten people. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I get what you're saying. I, like I said from the beginning, I, I can't comment specifically because I, I'm not in that industry. I don't do those things specifically, but I hear the frustration. Um, and again, that was my point. A lot of these things are not evidence-driven. Uh, we keep getting told, you know, how bad we all are. But, you know, I stop and think and of myself, my friends, my family. None of us are doing anything. So I don't know where all of these bad people are that they, you know, that the restrictions keep getting worse and worse. Like it might very well be like you're saying, there's other things at play that we don't understand. And, you know, probably also to the government, to some extent, no fault of their own, because it's so hard to control uh, this type of thing. Uh, and so, you know, it is what it is, I guess, at this point, but I appreciate you bringing this up. And, you know, if anyone in a position of power in politics is listening, they, they, hopefully they've heard this. Yeah, 416-870-6400. That is the number to use to call through just like that and ask your questions. Uh, Jeff, thanks for standing by. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, my brother. Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? I would just like to thank your radio show, first of all. Oh, thank you. I um, work in London in mental health and addictions, and I at times I have clients that are, you know, a little apprehensive in going to see medical professionals, which is completely understandable, as well as the stress of COVID and stuff like that. A lot of them yep. don't like to do over-the-phone consultations. A lot of them don't have computers to do a virtual consultation. All right. So I've suggested to a few of my clients, just take a listen to the radio show that you guys have every Saturday, and a few of them have, and yep. they're starting to become a little bit more comfortable with the aspect of possible, you know, telephone consults or a virtual online consult. So yeah. right. thank you to you guys. And, you know, I wish our politicians would listen, but you know what? They never do. From your last <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's hard, right? Because they're also an individual within a system. And, you know, you, you've got to stop and think for some of these politicians, too. It's tough because it, whether they do something or they do, don't do something, they're damned either way, right? Because if you do something, people are going to tell you you shouldn't have done it. And then if you don't do it, people will tell you you should have done it. So I, I sort of get it, which is, you know, why the, re the reason why it's a hard job. Uh, but, you know, to the more important point that I think you bring up um, uh, with your patients and clients uh, in terms of, of making sure that these people, um, you know, open up to being uh, able to consider the hybrid systems, like whether, you know, don't. And that's sort of what I've said, too. Right. Like if you're that worried to get in somewhere, there's a ton of resources out there now where you can at the very least call someone, they can try to do their best to triage you over the phone, um, and if they really think they need to see you. But those things are really important. And to just sit there and just sit in your own home by yourself and say, it's okay, everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be fine. Again, I've given some examples that are very, very dangerous. People are dying from this. It's, this is real. This is, this is a very, very real thing that, that it's killing people by being um, – overly cautious right i think caution is important but you've got to consider what is a realistic level of caution where it doesn't put the rest of your health into uh jeopardy true very true but i just like i said my clients i deal with in the london area are, are doing much better and like i said this Great. radio show has been a contributing factor since uh, the uh, covid has started so thank, uh, you again, thank you that's a very nice compliment Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, continued health, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. 416-870-6400. That is the number. Use it. Uh, you still got lots of time. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for standing by. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, my dear. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, so 
So I'm not COVID related. Um, I, I've been struggling a little bit with what seems to be an autoimmune disorder, which uh, it seems to be kind of challenging to diagnose. And I was just wondering if you had some advice for that. Um, sure. So I've, I've always been, you know, a highly active person, you know, very low pain tolerance, sorry, very high pain tolerance. Um, and, uh, and I find when, you know, when the gym started to shut down, you know, I used to do those high, high level gym classes. Um, I felt, you know, I started to kind of slow down. And then all of a sudden I'm noticing, you know, like a little bit of psoriasis popping up and then um, many different pain issues where, you know, uh, right now it's currently in my left hand where I've completely lost the use of my uh, my left hand. Um, you know, it was in my left foot at one point. Um, the main part of it at the beginning of the year was in my back. And so I was starting to think um, ankylosing spondylitis is that there is somebody in the family that has that, and they did test positive for the gene. Um, but I'm kind of getting passed around to different doctors, just kind of, I think they think I'm just kind of whining um, versus having. Yeah. <laughs> so can I, can I just ask you to clarify something? You said that you've lost complete use of your limbs at points. Am I understanding that right? So, um, in like a part of my hand right now. So like in just a very small part of my hand. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like to do push-ups, but I can't do a push-up because I can't put any pressure on that side of my hand now. I can't open a jar, um, anything to do with pressure or, like, the two fingers. Like my now, fingers. is it because, because of pain or because of actual loss of strength, like, where you you, you can't move that side? Like, do you get, I, like I'm I, trying to distinguish between soreness and an actual weakness. I see. I think it's more of a pain. Like, I um, it, it's oh, okay. to do that. So, sorry. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of, okay. and you do see a little bit of bumps kind of um, in it uh, almost when, when the inflammation. Okay. And, and if you, I'm assuming you've had at the very least initial blood screening for inflammation and, and was there anything significant there? Um, I did test a little bit higher for the, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but it's the one that tells you your level of inflammation. Um, I did test so probably bit. either e e ESR or C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein. Um, okay, yeah. yeah so there's some inflammation going on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, the, the, the difficult thing about inflammatory um, conditions uh, as a result of autoimmune diseases and inflammatory spine and musculoskeletal conditions um, is they unfortunately do take a period of time to diagnose uh, if it is there, right? And, and a lot of that is like, I know you bring up ankylosing spondylitis and you bring up the gene, but the presence of the gene doesn't confirm the diagnosis of ankylosing spondylitis on its own. A lot of people have the gene, but don't have ankylosing spondylitis. It's very much based on a lot of different things. So um, that's why people don't get sent for that right away, because it's not going to actually provide anything if they don't see other manifestations. So um, it's, and, and, and I know, and I think a lot of the problem here is the communication back to the person suffering with these things, because, you know, uh, they think it's either like, well, can't this just show up on a blood work? Yes or no. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It can be harder than that. It can, it, because it takes time to really look at like, does that see like CCRP the can, can be raised due to a lot of things. Does it normalize at a later point? Is this potentially diet related? Like there's other things uh, that can contribute to this. Uh, what I, what I could suggest is, is, you know, coming in, uh, to see me and we can go through this a little bit further. A lot of the times just by making uh, certain modifications and diet and stuff won't necessarily cure you, 
uh, but can very much help uh, the overall symptomology that you're you're experiencing. And then, like I said, it is a frustrating thing for people who are on sort of that. You know, there might be something autoimmune. It's not it's not something quick, right? It's not this quick, like oh, here it is, and yes, you have this. Uh, sometimes it can take quite a bit of time. Uh, to actually figure out if, if that is the thing. And you don't want to jump to that diagnosis if, if you're not absolutely sure either. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the tough part is um, is how much it keeps kind of transforming. So what initially yeah. started me, um, you know, going to the doctor was uh, serious. Lisa, we're going to let you go from there. You want to reach out to any further, you can do so. PinpointHealth.ca, info at PinpointHealth.ca, 1-855-55-DR-LOU, D-R-L-O-U. That is how you have a further conversation. But right here and now, we got plenty of time, plenty of open lines. It is 416-870-6400. That's the way. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. And right back at it, 1137 Pinpoint Health Show with Dr. Lou, 416-870-6400. 1137, yeah, nice and early still. Beautiful sunny day out there. Get outside and walk around and get some uh, some fresh air into your lungs for sure. With distance, as they as they always say. want to mention as well, Dr. Lou, your clinics are open. I was there the other day picking up a, a cool pillow for my neck, which has been uh, pretty awesome, by the way, so far. So you guys are open for awesome. business with full sanitization uh, and all the protocols. It's a beautiful thing. And busy, too. So some people are getting the message that they should still be taking care of their health because uh, our good pal Angie there said, yeah, running around like uh, like crazy. So that's good. That's good. To, that's good to know, if, you, you know, John, if I, if I could say something about my Pinpoint Health team, uh, um, just the incredible job that they've that they've been doing throughout all of this, and and one of the things um, that I find, you know, the patients have been telling us that they, you know, the the last caller that we had that sort of brought up that people still want that person to person interaction for for help. They don't necessarily trust just a phone call or a video thing, and especially when you're dealing with you know bodily problems. Um, you know, we are providing that service, and I think a lot of people. Uh, appreciate it and again just from a purely never mind the statistics what i can tell you is the statistic that i know we've been doing this since covid and you know thousands of people a week at at dozens of clinics and nothing there's been no outbreaks no but nothing like that thank god uh and and that's the result of everybody doing their part whether it's the staff the patients uh knowing when they should and they should not come in our people are smart enough to know hey i don't feel that well we get the calls hey i woke up i have a sore throat it's best i don't come in yes thank you for taking that level of precaution that's what we need that we need every individual to sort of just be a little bit smart with this and we won't need severe you know, rules and things from others being telling us what to do. If we all do our part, we can all really actually get through this. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. You got lots of time. Bring on your calls. Get some uh, some answers before you uh, go forward any other way. What else uh, What else you want to cover off this morning, pal? We still got lots of time. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things this time of the year, classically, uh, you and I were speaking about the, this week, John, is is the time where everybody wants to get back into health. And, you know, it's a new year, so everybody's, uh, you know, trying to make a New Year's resolution. Uh, the harder thing this year is the gyms are closed, right? So people oh. don't have that place. However, I think it's an important thing that people get to, at the very least, a point in time where they say, okay, you know what, I need to do something about my health. My encouragement here is don't let the excuse that gyms are open stop you from doing something. There's a lot of stuff that you can do within 
you know, a four by four space of your own house. And, and sometimes it's simple, simple things. You can squat, you can push up, you can crunch, you can do different exercises, right? And, and there's a bunch of, there's tons and tons and tons of resources of this online on YouTube, different apps where, especially throughout COVID where people are trying to stay healthy uh, in, in, in a way where uh, gyms may not be available and, and the regular recreational activities that you do. I just think it's so very important that people still try to force themselves to do something. I mean, I, I saw an amazing quote this week um, that said, uh, exercise is optional, uh, but movement is necessary. And, and, I, and I looked at that and I said, wow, that, that is so true. Like a formal exercise program is very much something for humans that is optional. But the idea that you should be moving around, doing things, breaking a sweat in your natural environment is not optional. That is necessary. That's what we're designed for. And if you, you're spending this time just sitting on your couch, eating unhealthy foods, watching TV, all you're doing is making your health worse. And, and you're t letting a health crisis dictate you becoming unhealthier. And, and it's sort of counterintuitive. Um, and really what you should be doing is trying to be as healthy as possible. And my messaging goes further in that when people are doing these things, what, what ends up stopping people during this time of the year, and, and you and I spoke about this again, John, was that, you know, typically at the clinical level, uh, at around week three of the new year, we see a whole bunch of people coming in uh, who are hurt from doing something, right? They, they've decided to get back into activity and maybe they have a treadmill in their basement or a stationary cycle and they want to start doing it. And, you know, they used to run five kilometers two years ago and they think that all of a sudden they haven't done it in two years. They'll get back on there and run, you know, five kilometers at a, at a speed of six or seven or something like that. And then they end up hurting themselves. Don't do that, right? The, the biggest thing and most important thing when you're reintroducing activity, um, and it's something that we use even with people with return to work guidelines you've got to stagger it you've got to introduce these things slowly get your body used to something then up it a little bit and try to modify it as much as possible so you know if you used to run five kilometers a decent jog a couple times a week i wouldn't say that you should start with that what you should probably start with is get on that treadmill and do a, a walk, do a 15 or 20 minute walk for the first week, you know, at a nice, decent pace. The next week, pick it up a little bit, maybe throw in a couple spots where you'll jog for a little and then take it easy. And then, you know, maybe by week three, four, five, six, you start sort of getting back to where you were once upon a time. But the idea that in week one or two, you're going to be back where you were two, three years ago is, is, a, is a very, very dangerous thing when it comes to injury. Um, and that injury, it could be a reason that a lot of people get sidelined because, you know, using the example of trying to get back on the treadmill, running a little bit, it's where you found that it helps you to lose weight, whatever it may be. You do something silly like this and all of a sudden you tear your meniscus. Well, you're going to be out for a long time and then you're going to look back and yeah. before you know it, it's going to be the spring and you're going to say, geez, at New Year's, I wanted to lose 20 pounds. And since New Year's, I've gained another 20. And that's probably the result of just, you know, trying to do things too quickly. This is very, very much a marathon and not a sprint uh, when you're trying to get healthy. So don't don't think of January as the month where you're supposed to get healthy again. It should be you're thinking of the entire year and plan something out that takes into consideration the whole entire year. 
Just take baby steps, man. Just little baby steps. One little victory in a day. You know, getting your health back is, uh, I mean, you got the time. Most people have the time now, right? So uh, yeah, get in there sure. and do it. We'll, uh, we'll take a short one. You got some time here to call through. Talk to Dr. Lou, 416-870-6400 is the way. You can go to info at pinpointhealth.ca. And the Lou Down, the long-form podcast, can be found, uh, found anywhere you get your favorite podcasts as well. We'll return with more of the Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. All righty, welcome back. 1148 uh, Pinpoint Health Show, uh, info at pinpointhealth.ca, the Lou Down, the long-form podcast, and anytime you want to uh, reach Dr. Lou when we're not doing this show, one eight five 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 doctor lou D-R-L-O-U. But here and now, still got some minutes, so uh, feel free to call in with your concerns, 416-870-6400. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, learning something a little new when it comes to your health, even though you're bound by four walls of your house, you can always do something, right? I mean, it's, you know... But yeah, you know, like you were saying, John, you, you managed to buy a set of dumbbells, yeah, when they were still affordable. And again, you don't need an extravagant amount of equipment to do something that keeps you healthy, right? Like, I, I get it that if, you know, you're a bodybuilder, well, then, yeah, you probably need a gym to, to get you to where you need to be. What I'm talking about is how do you keep healthy? And health is a very different thing than, you know, having very big muscles. And so my point is, is there's a lot of things that you can do um, without any specialized equipment at all, and, and even if there is some equipment, it's very minimal, uh, that you can do in the comfort of your own home. And, and this is not something you need, you know, a 3,000-square-foot home. This is something you could be doing in a 500-square-foot condo. So really, everyone sort of has this ability, I would, or most people anyways, have this ability to be doing something. The other thing that's the simplest thing you can probably do is get out there and go for a walk. I, I know it's cold, but just dress dress warmly you know what i mean like put on a hood and a jacket and a scarf and gloves and just get out there and go for a nice walk like on a date like today john yeah it's cold but it's beautiful the sun's out some fresh air you know and, and if you if you wear the right amount of clothing and the and the appropriate things um it's going to be really beneficial for you to go have that walk uh you know and so those are some simple things i know it's not ideal i i know that and i know a lot of people are saying no but i want to get to the gym so do we so does john like like of course we all want to do that but i'm talking about you've got to sometimes sit there and think about what the reality of your situation is and the reality of all of our situations right now is that this is the only option that we have and if it's the only option that we have try to make the best of it that you can you don't again want to go back to letting a virus sacrifice the rest of our health and and this is sort of the way we started the show talking about very serious things that can kill you and we're ending it off with the things that if you don't do over long term are not beneficial for your health right so so don't let a health crisis like covid 19 be the result of your other health crises right like like try to stop and think that there are things that you can still be doing um, whether again, like we said at the start of the show, if, if you're feeling something that you've never felt before, it's acute, you've heard of symptoms like this might mean it's a stroke or a heart attack and you're unsure, call 911. Go, especially right now, most, I know a lot of paramedics that have started to become vaccinated. Um, you know, they're rolling it out to the front lines for that reason. So if you've been worried, try to put that worry at ease, utilize the healthcare system and, Utilize the healthcare system, but also utilize the system that keeps you healthy, like being active. And, and a lot of that is in your control, right? The stuff that you can do. If, if you're one of those people, even going towards diet and healthy eating, if you know that buying bad things is going to predispose you to eating those bad things, well, when you go to the grocery store, just don't buy those bad things right now. 
the worst thing you can be doing for yourself right now is making yourself unhealthier. So if there's things that you know that you can't control because it's just who you are, don't even buy it. And I tell people this all the time. I have friends of mine who will tell me this stuff. And I always say, well, why do you even buy it? Well, I don't know. I'm there, so I buy it. It's like, well, you know, why don't just, just don't buy it. If it's not there, you're not going to be able to have it, whatever it is. So, you know, I, and people think that there should be an easier way. There's no, there's no easy way. Be hard on yourself sometimes, right? Be, be, you know, have some level of, of, um, you know, willpower, try to do something and, and try to stick with something and stick with something for 21 days, because we know based on research, that's what creates a habit. Uh, and if you do that, you'll be very thankful. So I'd say in January, make this about willpower, eat healthy, try to do something at least three or four times a week that includes some type of physical activity for half an hour. Keep doing that and you'll see the improvements will happen uh, in terms of your health. Again, this may not be ideal if you're a bodybuilder, but you want to keep healthy. And, and that's and that's the key that I'm trying to get across. Yeah, and you, you might you, you might learn and try something new that you never thought, even as a dedicated gym rat to doing something at home, you might think, you know what, I actually kind of enjoy this. I'm going to stick to this when we come out the uh, the other end of this thing and however long and how many months that takes, that you might actually uh, become a habit and you'll you'll stick with it. And it might end up actually saving you a bit of money if you do it the correct way too, right? You know, there, there, and, you know there's a it's a great point john there's a lot of people that are gym rats but they they lack flexibility movement patterns why not try yoga right there's tons of things out there where where you can you can watch a simple beginner's yoga class and you try doing like there are different things that can challenge all of us uh and if and if we challenge ourselves the same thing is like you know there's people that lose weight by saying doing interval training and they use a treadmill or a bike from for that you can do interval training with other things with jump movements into squats into a push-up and then you know and do that a number of times get your heart rate to a certain level and then stop and break like there's other ways to create these types of uh of overall um workout plans uh and trying something different and you know, we all want to get back to the point where we're doing our normal things. And, and, and I guess, you know, again, there, this isn't ideal, but it's the best that we have right now. And I just encourage people to do the best with what they have. You bet. We're done for another morning. Reach out, please, just to have a chat with Dr. Lou. He's, he's ready to have that chat with you. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at pinpointhealth.ca. Simply pinpointhealth.ca is the website for more information anytime, of course. And the Lou Down the Long Form podcast is available for you there as well. We'll catch you next time on the Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.